hear me? Hello? Hello? Can everybody see me? <laughs> I'd normally be wearing um, a bit taller heels, but because I've had a foot operation, I've, um, I'm just apologize if I'm too small. But <laughs> Praise God for necks, I think. Um, as a lot of you will know, I've led worship in this church for over 20 years now. And when I first came to the church, I was so shy. I remember in our evening youth group, um, we went back to the um, person's house, and I remember sitting the opposite way from everybody, just so that the leader wouldn't catch my eye and make me say anything in front of everybody. And then I remember somebody saying to me, it was um, James, actually, James Kitely, saying to me, why don't you sing in church? And I remember my response was, I will never, ever sing in church. And so I don't know how it came that I started singing. I don't remember. I don't remember how I started leading. And I don't quite know why I'm stood here today, except that my heart is, is pounding for something that I just felt that God wanted me to share his heart. Whenever I lead on a Sunday morning lead worship, I always practice at home and I have like the worship time at home. And usually once I finished, I'm sort of excited about Sunday and, and just thinking that that's sorted. But when I was preparing in June, I just when I'd finished worshiping, I just had this, it's like this real aching, like a real weight around me and a real burning that of God's love for his church, this church and his church. And um, I knew that God wanted to, not at that particular time, but he wanted me to tune into what he was, what was on his heart. So when the children went back to school in September, I have spent pretty much most of September just really praying that God would speak to me and um, just show me what's on his heart. And one thing I know that I just feel God is wanting to speak. I know he wants, he just, he is just wanting us to listen. If we look at um, some of the verses in the Bible, it will talk about um, how he wants to talk. We hear Romans 10, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Job 33, we got it on the screen. Um, God speaks in one way and in two, though man does not perceive it. Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you do not know. Luke 6, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? John 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And Isaiah 55, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. These are just a few that I googled. There are so many scriptures that say that God wants to speak. And I think God is really wanting us to listen to what he has to say. I have a, a testimony that's, that went on for a few years of just how God wants to speak and... Um, how God does speak and how he really wants to speak. I remember just being at home and worshipping him, on, just on the piano and just worshipping him and singing him um, a few years ago. And as I was singing, God, I just felt him saying something, which was a little, you know, I just thought, well, I'm, I'm singing. It was a bit, a bit strange. But to go back the year before, 
I had a Tesco delivery girl come to my house. And uh, you know when you meet someone and you just feel prompted to pray, you'd feel that there's something not quite, you know, not quite right or maybe that person's a bit troubled. Well, it was years ago and I, I presume I prayed, but while I was worshipping at the piano and singing, I saw this girl's face coming to my head and I felt God saying to me while I was singing, this girl is coming to your house today and I want you to tell her how much I love her and that I know it's been hard for her. Well, I carried on to the end of my line or something and then I just stopped abruptly and I said, if that's from you, Lord, then I don't even want to think about that until it actually happens because that's just weird. It's just going to be weird. So I carried on singing and then I carried on with my day and didn't think about it until I heard the Tesco lorry reversing down the drive. And when I looked out the window, sure enough, this girl was coming down the path. And I'm like, help, oh my goodness. So um, she came in, she brought my shopping in, and then she went to the door and I had to sign for my shopping. And that's when I said to her, I know this might sound strange, but I'm a Christian. And I was just singing a song to my God on the piano and God told me that you were coming today. And uh, she looked quite shocked. And, and so I just had to fill in the gaps a bit then. I had to sort of talk about Jesus and his love. And, and then she started to look overcome. She looked quite um, uh, overwhelmed. And she said, no one has ever said anything like that to me before. Anyway, the conversation went, it, it, it was lovely. And I said, you know, you've got my details. Call me if you ever want me to pray. And... And, and she went on her way. A year later, the same thing happened. I felt God saying to me, her name was Laura. I felt him saying to me, Laura's coming to your house today. And I was a little bit more prepared, but I just thought, okay, I'll just share his, his love again. And the third time, which was a, a few months later, probably another year later, I don't just have Tesco's on it once a year, by the way, but it just happened to be. But the third time, which was probably the third year, God didn't tell me she was coming. And she arrived at my house, and it was just awkward. I just because I didn't have anything. I wasn't prepared with anything. And she brought my shopping in, and then she stood at the door, and she didn't move. And I'm like, oh, goodness. So we talked. I just thought, are you going on holiday this year? And just started having <laughs> conversations with her about holidays and and then when we'd finished, she still just stood there. And then she realized that, okay, she went. And she went. And I just thought, wow, she's gone off hungry. She really wanted me to talk about Jesus. And I just, oh, just wasn't prepared. I didn't think I could, that could be more awkward than God telling me to talk to her. But it was. Anyway, fast forward to last year. It had been a, a bit of a hard week because my, uh, my mum's dear husband was, was dying. And he was in hospital. And I remember at the time just really seeking God's voice to comfort her. And I remember f sensing that God was saying things. And on the Wednesday morning that week, I had a text to say that he'd passed away. So my mind went into, right, what do I need to do before I can go up to Birmingham to see my mum? And I had to take the children to the train station and all sorting out in my head what to do. When I was driving home from the train station, I was praying, God, I've been saying things to my mum. I've been, I've been saying things that I, f I feel are from you, but I don't want to just say nice things just for the 
sake, I want to know that they're from you. You say your sheep hear your voice. I want to know your voice. And God then said to me, Laura's coming today. So I just thought, well, if that happens, that is surreal. That's just amazing. Then I forgot about it and was so busy at home trying to get everything organized and to go up to Birmingham until the doorbell went and I opened the door and there was Laura. And I looked like this. I was so shocked and the poor girl was just like, hi, because I just looked so shocked. So I told her what had happened and, and then she came in and she said, it's actually my last, I'm just leaving this week. I hope that wasn't to do with me, but anyway. And we just had this conversation where I said, Laura, I said, for some reason, God is seeking you. He wants you to find him. And, and it actually left that morning. She left. She was going to pray. She was going to say, God, if you're there, show me and just show me what, what this is all about. So it was just a real affirmation that God, God wants to speak to us, that he, he's just got so much to say. I know that Phil and Ed have mentioned about this um, new season and expectant for worship and expectant that, that this is a new season, something, God is doing something. I'm sure a lot of us um, sense it. And I think worship is, is, is key and his presence is key. And I feel like God is really wanting to, I mean, God is omnipresent. He's just in this room, he's full in this room. It's just that sometimes we cannot be aware of his presence, and that's what he's wanting us to be more aware of. It's like um, a lot of things are invisible to the human eye, like, you know, we need oxygen and air and gravity and all these magnetic waves and things, things that we, that we rely on but we can't actually see. And whereas we don't have to thank God, well, we do, we do thank God, but we don't have to be aware of um, oxygen and air. If we want to do God's will, I think we need to be aware of His presence. And I feel like He's wanting us to tune into His presence more. For me, I want to just say, worship leading, it, worshiping is when I praise God. I mean, we experienced it this morning. When you praise God, you, you're not the same. You're like, God does something. When we start fixing our eyes and praising Him, there's something that changes. And then with worship, it's like we come into his presence. And for me, I love worship because I know I'm standing in front of a, my Father God who loves me 100%, who is just um, acceptant of me 100%. And I just know I'm his child. And I think in this day and age where we... We're always, I'm sure all of us know what it's like to feel like we don't come up to scratch. We feel like we're not quite got it right. So we feel like we can be a failure. We, we just, everyone's got opinions, have you noticed? Everyone, you know, even on YouTube, you go in and there's like so many dislikes for a beautiful song. And I think, well, why, you know, everyone's got an opinion. And to come before Jesus, like for me, it's like, if, if, the people that we sometimes think find fault in us, they only sort of know two or three perhaps of our faults. God knows all our faults, but just absolutely, we can come before him 
confident in his love and it's just his presence is that place to be really and and not just that we're we're worshiping a, a god who's alive and victorious and it's just amazing whenever we encounter him in his presence i believe our heart changes i believe something in us changes and i know that over the years i just love him so much more and i know that's because the more I spend time in his presence, the more I know him, the more I hang out with him, the more I'm changed. In Acts 16, it talks about Paul and his companions, and they're, they're, they're going around preaching the gospel. But I noticed that the Holy Spirit would direct them in different places, so God would direct them um, to not go a certain place and then he would direct them not to speak in a certain place. It doesn't say a few chapters down the line, it doesn't say the reasons why he didn't want them to speak then and the reasons why he didn't want to go to that place. It was just, they didn't know to know, need to know that. It was just they were following the guidance of the Holy Spirit and um, I believe God is saying to us to, as a church that he wants people who don't know where they're going and he wants people that don't know, just, yeah, don't know what they're going, don't know what they're doing, but he wants us to be open and to his leading. If we know where we're going and we think that we know the answers, I just don't think he can have that. He's just not able to really lead us to where he wants us to go. And then further on in the passage, it says about um, God giving Paul a vision. And that's where I got excited because I thought, well, you know, if, we, if we're following the Holy Spirit, then I just think more vision will come, more God will speak more to us. Micah 6, have you got Micah 6? It says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Now he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? This is what I'm feeling for this church, to, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I feel like God is wanting to bridge the gap between our Sundays and our Mondays, our Sundays and our ordinary days, and that as much as worship and um, praise is, is wonderful in the church, which it is, because it's ever-changing us, it's actually needed more outside the church, and I'm just feeling like God is just wanting to us to come to him as we are the real us and bridge that gap so that we can be more aware of him in the week. I have been practicing, I know because I've, I know I've had to get up here and speak, I've, I have to lean on God and I've just been praying for an awareness of his presence and, and the more I've prayed that, the more I've thought about it the next day to pray about and, and it's just made me, I'm just praying, Lord, I just, and I am, I'm just aware of him more and I think that God is wants to prepare us for something and he's just wanting us to come. I know that on um, 
some of us will have come today expectant for God to move and expectant and believing God will touch us. I think some of us have come and we've so got so much going on in our minds that we're not really even we're not even sure that we're here. We haven't even really thought that we're in church. That we've our minds are so busy with with stuff that's going on and we're perhaps in next week or we perhaps haven't left last week. I think some of us have come today and perhaps left our identities at the door. I know that when I was in my 20s and I had ME and um, I knew that I had to give up lots of things that would, um, well, yeah, I heard that energy fed the virus, so I gave up everything and church was the only thing that I went to in the week. It was my only day out. And I remember um, I didn't tell anybody for months or for a long time that I was ill because I was so happy to be at church and I didn't want to think about my ordinary life. And I think that, that for different reasons, we can leave our identities at the door and come in here and then when we go out, pick them up again and carry on with our lives. I think there are people here who would like to be expectant, but for some reason have lost their hope or there's been disappointment and perhaps we're just not expectant for God to do anything. And there's probably lots of other scenarios that, that we just... We're just not fully aware of, of God and his longing to bless and touch us. I think God wants our hearts. He wants, he wants all of us. The people that we are in the week, the people that are really, really busy, he's actually really, really devoted to you in what you do. And I think that he wants to, he wants to remind you today that he is 100% committed to you. He's 100% devoted in love. He is 100% faithful. And he has what you need he has, he just wants your heart and he wants all of you. He wants you all to be real, warts and all. He just wants, he wants us. And I think that in our ordinary lives, if we walk with him with more awareness of, of him and in worship of him and, and reading the Bible so that we can get to know him. I heard this wonderful thing about um, when you... A Christian that, who doesn't have their Bible open to hear from God is like someone waiting for a text message with your phone off. It's like God is wanting to speak and he's wanting to... Oh, he's just wanting to bless. He's so much wanting to bless. And I, I have a sense with this church that, that our ordinary lives, when we're more aware of God and we're more seeking him, and I know that... For some of us, it's really busy. We have really busy lives. And in our jobs, we can't, we're, we're so focused. We can't, we can't think about God. And, and God knows that. He knows each of us. And he, he doesn't ask what's impossible. But, you know, we, there's, always, there's always some point we can call on him. There's always, he just wants to open up. And I know that whatever we give him, whatever time, whatever awareness that we have more of him, he can only outgive us. And that's what I think he's wanting to do. But I also really believe for this church that, that our ordinary lives and living more with an awareness of his presence is actually going to impact our Sundays. 
And I don't know how, but I just feel like his presence is key. And I feel like he's getting us ready for something. And like Paul, and we don't know what, but it's just there's, we know that we live in uncertain times. And I'm just sensing something, something is around the corner. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It could be something really good. But I just believe that it's a time where God wants to prepare us for what's going to happen. I was looking up the Toronto blessing this week, and do you remember the Toronto blessing? And and I hadn't. Re- it's it says on it. It says duration, and it says continuous. And I just thought I oh, was great. And I didn't realise that so many things had come out of the Toronto blessing. I didn't realise that a lot of the really large churches had come because of the Toronto blessing. I didn't realise that Nikki Gumbel had gone out and there and come back and then started the Alpha course. And I didn't realise that. Um, Heidi Baker, that some of us heard of, she she wasn't she was very exhausted when she went out to the it was like a little church on a runway on an airport in Toronto, and she didn't realise oh she went out there quite worn out and I think she'd planted in I can't remember the dates but whether it's ten or twenty years three churches and she was worn out and then she had prayer from that church and she went then went on to lead 10,000 churches and plant them and and I just think that what would happen if revival came here and although it's really wonderful and great and it's what we're really praying for are we ready are we ready for the mess that comes with revival and the 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 people that we will have to be um responsible for and to help grow and I think as a church I I just believe that God is um is wanting to prepare us for something to think wider on what might happen and I think I think unity is really important too I feel that there's like we just need to grow in grace with each other and you know if we if we not saying we don't all get on, but you know we need to get it, get it sorted. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? We need to work out all these things so that whenever something happens or what's going on in this world, I just feel like God wants us to be ready, and God wants to grow an army of people who really are loving and gracious and just show, just show Him. Um, I believe His presence is key. And I believe it, um, an awareness of his presence is, is key. And I, I just sense as well that for those people who are maybe disappointed or just have this, um, just a little bit distant, God is so, it's so important to God that we're connected with him. He's, it's really important to him. It's, again, why is why is it but it is he wants that connection with our hearts with our minds and a sense that you know there might be people who perhaps have got prayer that's not been answered or they're just they've maybe had a word or something and then everything has gone quiet and i just felt like god wants to say he has not left you at all he is totally 100% with you and 
we don't know why sometimes we don't feel him, but he's just, he's just, he's never left you and he never will. I'm going to just share one little more testimony and then I'm going to read to you the words that I just felt God was speaking. After worship time, I just felt God, I just wrote and this is what, this is what I felt God was saying. But I just want to share on that subject of maybe God not answering our prayers. I had, um, a few years ago, we, we felt we should move house. It was really sudden, and it was another great, uh, amazing thing that God did, which I'll, if you want, to, I can share another time. But, but we felt God wanted us to move next door, which was a bit strange. And, but then we couldn't sell our house. And it, to me, it was just like, God, you know, you've, you've directed us. Why, are you, why can't we sell it? It was just going on and on. And we needed to sell our house within a time. And just nothing. We just heard nothing from God. And then one day, I was going up to see my mum in Birmingham, and she rang me. She said, oh, don't come, Sally. The weather's, the weather's really, really bad. It's just, it's, it, the forecast is, is dangerous. And, you know, and I looked out the window, and typical me, I'm very simple. You know, I just thought, well, it seems all right here. So I got in the car, and I got to just before the motorway, and the, the clouds went black. And the, the rain came, chucked it down. You know when you can't see anything, and it's really scary. And I, just, I was so scared, and, but I just really wanted to go to Birmingham. And I just said, Lord, I do not want to be scared. And I pray that you'll fill this car. Let me know that you're with me. And I pray that you'll clear the skies for me. And within seconds, and I mean this, within seconds, there was this like light in the sky and blue just suddenly came, and the blue just took, the, the, the grey just pushed it out the way. And it was like, wow. But then that happened. When I got into the motorway, the same thing happened. It was just completely black. And I said, Lord, please, I don't want to be scared. I just repeated my prayer. And the same crack of light came, and the blue, and it just took out the grey and took out the black. And as I was driving up the motorway to Birmingham, it happened about seven or eight times where just God just cleared the sky. And by the time I got to Birmingham, I was in tears because I'd never seen, I'd never seen anything like that. And I felt God saying to me, Sally, I can't answer your prayer to do with your house right now. You're going to have to trust me. But I can clear the skies for you. And I think um, God is wanting to say that, you know, sometimes we... When we don't hear anything from God, we, we shut our heart to him, we shut our mind. But actually, he still has got so much to bless us with. He still wants to speak to us. He's still got lots to say. And he still has that thing that he hasn't been able to say. He holds it in his hand to the right time. So I'm going to finish with the words that I just felt God was was saying to us, and again, just say his, his presence, to, be, to grow in the awareness of his presence day by day is what he wants because he wants to bless and enrich and change our lives. I, I can honestly say, I just, life is worthless without Jesus. It's just so, it's so boring. It's just, it's just nothing compared to our God who has just done so much for us and just wants to lavish so much more on us. 
Psalm 95 is a really jubilant psalm, and it talks about, you know, praise the Lord. I can't remember exactly offhand, but it's like such a, it starts off in such praise. But further down in the psalm, it says, today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. And I think sometimes with worship, it can make us feel a bit uncomfortable, or talking about this, it can seem a bit emotional, but God is wanting to speak and he's wanting us to listen, and he's wanting us to open our hearts. And I just pray that he's holy, I know he's here. And I just pray that something will just be, um, will just grow in us today. I don't know if you want to close your eyes, or what you want to do, but this is what, this is the words that came to me. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Whom of you will hear the cry of my heart? Where will my resting place be? Who will be my eyes? Who will be my ears? Who will be my voice? Who will show my love? Will you learn from me how I do things? Will you do the same? Will you be a living sacrifice for me? Will you throw off everything that hinders you? Will you set your will as my will? Will you live to serve others? Will you live to serve others and the world? Will you take up your cross and not count the cost? Will you give me your heart even if I let it break sometimes? Will you love your enemies and not just tolerate them? Will you love me with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength? Will you build your house for me? Will you hear the cries of my heart? Will you be my resting place? We're going to move into a time of worship and um, just just pray, God, just pray that we would be more aware of you. God, I pray that we would be changed by you. God, I pray that you would open our hearts because we need to get our hearts ready and we want to follow you and we want to put you first and we don't want to sit on the fence and we don't want to harden our hearts. We want to be your children. We want to do your will, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Amen. respond. Thank you. With some time to worship the Lord together. Another word that was given this morning to us just before our service began 
Um, and we encourage people, if you're praying for this Sunday morning service and you sense God saying something, to share it with us. We do weigh it up, and whether it's something that to be shared or not. The word that was given, there are prodigals here, prodigals in heart, those who love the Lord, who come and meet with his people, but whose hearts have drifted from him. The Lord wants you to know that he is calling you back, waiting for you. The moment, the split second, you make the decision to turn back, you will find yourselves in the Father's arms. We thank you, Lord, for your word to us this morning of encouragement, 